and that is O Wondrous Type, O Vision Fair. It is the hymn we're going to be taking a look at on this Tuesday, Rumination, February the 16th, no, February the 18th, in the year of our Lord, 2020. I really ought to remember that, Pastor Smith, because February the 18th is the birthday of my wife, Louise. Oh, yes, you better remember that, right? Yeah, so I paid my daughter to take her out to eat this afternoon. (laughs) That's one way of getting out of it, right? (laughs) Getting out of it? Uh, Getting out of trouble. (laughs) She, She likes going to restaurants where you order. Uh-huh. And I oh, can't uh-huh. stand that. I, You'd rather have the smorgasbord. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, where you can graze. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's graze for <laughs> yeah, three, they, four hours. They see you coming, I'm sure. When <laughs> Remember when he used to go to Happy China? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, remember how the, you know, the the uh, manager of that place, oh, he said he knew you well. Yes, he <laughs> did. Said, oh, everybody get ready. This <laughs> He even put my picture up. <laughs> Is that place still in business? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, um, occasionally I'll get there and he'll serve ice cream, which they don't have, but he went next door and bought it for me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we ought to go there sometime. Oh, we, we, we should. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick you and your wife up in my Corvette. <laughs> See how long she lasts. <laughs> all right. That's oh, all. wondrous typo vision fair. Uh, are you going to be preaching on that this week? Uh, transfiguration? No, I'm, I'm still retired. Oh, you're retired. I'm still, still retired. retired. <laughs> <laughs> don't you miss being in the pulpit? Yeah, I kind of do. Kind of do yeah. miss preaching. Yeah, I hope I don't get out of practice too much. No, no, no. You should put the word out, and we'll do that right now. No, then. I don't know. About, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> oh, you're not ready? I'm still enjoying retirement right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not opposed to filling a pulpit once in a while, but right, I don't know right. if I'm ready quite yet. I've only been retired about a month. You're not going to be like me where every Sunday no, or every no, week I have no, four congregations? No. Once in a while, it'd be great, yeah. This is the end of the Epiphany season. I know. Transfiguration is part of the Epiphany. Right. Right. Yes. And uh, it's a little bit late this year. Not real, real late, but a little bit late. You're I'm, correct. I'm trying to think if Ash Wednesday has ever fallen in March. Does it fall in March once in a while? I don't know. But it's a, I'm it, sure it does. Yeah, it's only a few days from March because it's the 26th. Yeah. And February only has 28 days. So what are you going to what have you got your Lenten theme all picked out? What are you going to do? I got a call from the secretary of the churches I'm helping out with and she's going on vacation for two weeks. So I have to give her six worship services. Oh, wow. Yeah. By Wednesday morning. (laughs) So, yeah. What's the theme? You have an overarching theme of Lent? Yes. I'm going to do the words from the cross. Oh, well, that's it's. Makes it pretty easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Takes it all the way up to Easter. And then um, I've never had this question answered because the hymn I've chosen for the end of the service is uh, hymn 417, Alleluia, Songs of Gladness. Oh, you can't sing that during Lent. If you will not interrupt me... (laughs) 
As I was saying before for I was transfiguration. so misinterrupted. You can sing it for tra- transfiguration, yes. I was singing 417, Hallelujah, Songs of Gladness. And I'm going to make the point oh, yeah. that this is the last time you'll be hearing Hallelujah. That's right. We, we retire that word, that expression during Lent. Now, That's they right. have a practice there yeah. where they did banners with yeah. the word Hallelujah. Congregation would color them, and then they would put them in a box. And then not they to be taken out till Easter. Carry it out. They You've carry. heard of that? Oh, yeah. Well, you carry the banner, the Alleluia banner, you carry it out, and you don't see it again till Easter. Well, these aren't banners. Uh, these are big sheets of paper the congregation colored. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's neat. I always, I always sing this hymn. Uh, oh, you do? On Transfiguration Sunday, yes. Alleluia, Song of Gladness. Yes. Well, that's going to be the last one. And I explain why we're singing that, too. There was one time at St. James, I was doing a Lenten hymn, and I had an Alleluia in it, and boy, did I ever hear it. Oh, yeah, people. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You, you know, I've always heard that Advent is is somewhat of a penitential season, too. Right. But we can sing Alleluia's in Advent. Yes. You'd be in trouble if you couldn't sing Alleluia in Advent, because most of the songs have Alleluia in it. Yes. Well, here's the question nobody's been able to answer. During the season of Lent, you're not allowed to sing Alleluia's. Right. The question is, Sundays are not considered as a season of Lent. That is correct. Why are we not allowed to sing Alleluia's? Well, so that you don't confuse the people. <laughs> oh, that's no. really a great answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I look at Sundays. Sundays in, uh, Sundays in Lent are like little islands of Easter uh, spread among the weeks of Lent. Have you ever noticed that we, when we announce the day, it's it's the third Wednesday of Lent. Right. But Sunday is always the third Sunday in Lent. Yeah. You, you get my drift? Right. It's not, technically, it's not really part of Lent. Yeah. It's, a, it's an island of Easter in the midst of a Lenten sea, if you will. And I've asked a bunch of pastors, and the best answer is, well, it's just part of tradition. Yeah. Well, Sunday's always Easter. Sunday is always a little Easter. Well, not if you can't sing hallelujahs. Well, you you still talk about the resurrection even on Sunday, even in Lent. Yes. Still talk about the resurrection. Yeah, there's things I talk about. The crucifixion, the resurrection, the baptism, baptism. and Lord's Supper. Lord's Supper. Try and get those right. in. Right. In each sermon. So, a wondrous typo vision fair... This was an interesting hymn that we're looking at because it was written, are you ready for this, 1495. Yeah, I see that. It wasn't too long after, uh, during the time of Luther. Right. Yeah, he died, what, 1546. You know, it's funny, when I hear him like this, I I just don't think of it as being that old. But it, no, but it no, is. No, not at all. In fact, it was it's English yeah. from the 15th century, it says, too. Right. So, first stanza, please. Yes. O wondrous type, O vision fair, of glory that the church may share, which Christ upon the mountain shows, where brighter than the sun he glows. Yes. O wondrous type. Why the word type? Well... It's it's a it's a foreshadowing. Of course, there's it's light. You know, it's it's not really a force. It's not a shadow, but it's a a foreshadowing 
of what we, the church, will also enjoy, the glory that we will also share. Well said. Uh, when uh, when that, we're with our Lord Jesus. That's the next line. Yes, that's right. Of glory that the church. He's giving us just a glimpse yes. of the glory that we too will share. The other place the word type appears is in First Peter where it talks about that the flood yes. was a type of baptism. Right. That uh, they were saved by the waters, were saved by the waters. Right. Kind of thing. And so I think your point is well taken that the, we're going to share in that glory yeah. also. The only thing is, I have a hard time thinking of Jesus as a type. You know, Jesus is usually the fulfillment. You get my drift? Well, He's it's, usually the ultimate fulfillment of a, of a, of a type. A type is a foreshadowing. Jesus is it. You, you understand? Now, I understand what you're saying, but every miracle he does is a type of what was going to be coming. For example, in heaven, there'll be no blindness, no deafness. Yeah, no... yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. So the fact is that every time he does anything of a miraculous nature, it's a type of looking forward right. to what we're going to have, that, that glory also. And it's a glory the church may share, which Christ upon the mountain shows were brighter than the sun he glows. Um, I know he was bright, but you cannot even look at the sun. Right. And they were looking at him. Right. So uh, I'm it not... It really w w must have been uh, an amazing sight. Well, the and... Bible says he was so light and bright, right. better than any clothes that could be washed. Exactly. Yeah. So you can still see him. Mm -hmm. See, in heaven, we're going to be able to see him. Right. Well, that's according to uh, what uh, Old Testament guy, with my own eyes, I will. With my own eyes. Or, or Job said. Yes. Job yeah. said, with yeah. my own eyes, I'll behold him. I know that my. Redeemer lives. Exactly. So we're going to have bodies in heaven. Yes. But we're going to be able to see Jesus face to face. Right. In, in all his glory. In fact, he's going to be so glorious that Revelation says there's no need for the sun. That's right. Yeah. It doesn't say there isn't any sun. It's just there was there's no, no need. need for it. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'll do two. With Moses and Elijah nigh, the incarnate Lord holds converse high, and from the cloud the Holy One bears record to the only Son. Let me ask, first of all, who's this Holy One that bears record? That's God the Father. And what does he say? He says, this is my Son in whom... Let's see. I, get, I always get this mixed up with the baptism. Yeah. This is my Son. Listen to him. Yes. That's the thing he adds. Right. Listen to him. Listen to him. Mm -hmm. And that he's the one. And why would he say listen to him? Because who else was talking? Well, Elijah. Time? Well... Elijah you was there. still listen to them. Right. But who would he be telling them not to listen to? The disciple, uh, the other disciple. He was telling it to Peter, James, and John. Don't listen to... Peter. Uh, oh, don't listen to Peter. Listen to him. Why not to Peter? Well, because Peter wanted to stay up there. He wanted to camp out up there. He was. He, he wanted was, to make a, a, a booth? sanctuary right. for each of the three. Right. Please. Don't listen to Peter. Peter doesn't yeah. know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I always say, foot in the mouth, Peter. Yeah. Oh, yes. 
Boy. Impulsive Peter. Exactly. And that even happens after Pentecost when he refuses to eat with the Gentiles right. and the Jews yeah. when they come together. And Paul has Paul straightened to him out. reprimand him, yes. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really a great thing, shows that uh, Peter, as an apostle, continued to sin. And that helps us to understand right. that sometimes we pastors sin occasionally, yeah. like once or twice oh, a year. Oh, absolutely. Once or more, twice a year. More, more, than, more than we even yes, realize. I know. Because it sins by not only deed, but thought, by word. It is something how Peter, Peter is so dazed yes. by this whole experience. That he thinks, oh, he's. We've got to stay up here. Yeah, you know, uh, must have been a, must have been a great sensation for all of them. Whereas Jesus says, no, they need to return. Return. But what was the conversation? It doesn't say it in the hymn between Moses and Elijah. They were talking about his. The 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 word is Exodus. Yes, in the his, Greek, his uh, departure from the world that would he he would accomplish on the on the cross outside of Jerusalem in just Excellent. a short time. Yes. yes, that's what that's what they were talking about. I mean, you know, it shows you what a momentous event this was. The cross is it. Yes. I mean, the cross is what he came to do and uh, to accomplish. And uh there you get the idea that that they're they're encouraging Jesus. He probably needed some encouragement. He even needed an angel to strengthen him in Gethsemane. Yeah, so they Gethsemane. encourage him and they cheer him on. Jesus, this is what you came to accomplish. Think right. of all you're going to accomplish yes. down there in Jerusalem. Well said. So that uh, this hymn is really, though it focuses on the transfiguration event, it really applies to us mm -hmm. that we too will have that glory right. that Jesus has. All right, stanza three, please. With shining face and bright array, Christ deigns to manifest today what glory shall be theirs above who joy in God with perfect love. Yes, um, I'm not going to disagree that we're going to have that glory above, but I think we have it today. We have a foretaste of it. Yes. Well, we actually have the glory today. Your body is the temple, temple of the Holy, of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Right. That right. never happened to anybody in the Old Testament. No, that that's was, right. That was only a Pentecost very, baptism. We, believers in the New Testament are very privileged. Yes, yes. And uh, that's why we're the priesthood of all believers. Whereas in the Old Testament, priests had to pray on our behalf. Now we can pray directly. We go straight to God through Christ. Yes, because we're all at the right hand of God. According to Ephesians, we not only have died with Christ, been buried with Christ, been risen with Christ, but we've ascended to heaven because he's at the right hand of God and we're part of the body of Christ. Right. He's the head and wherever the head is, so also is That's the right. body. Yeah. So Something we need to be continually reminded of. Oh, my. Yeah. Because I, I think a lot of people don't really think no, of that. Not at all. Yeah. Especially those who think they have to pray through a saint. Mm -hmm. I mean, saints aren't at the right hand of God in, in the sense that... You mean, you mean, well, we're saints. We're all, believers are all saints. In that sense, we're at the right hand of God. That's right. That's <laughs> but right. But not... 
who you usually think of as saints. Yes, yes. Right. Well, they're there too. If they're part of the body of Christ, even like St. Mary, St. Peter. Well, they believe Mary's at the right hand of God in her body. Yeah, yeah, right. We don't, we don't, we don't. No, we don't go with that. No, no, no. it's not until Judgment Day that the body right. returns That's to be right. with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll do four. And faithful hearts are raised on high by this great vision's mystery, for which in joyful strains we raise the voice of prayer, the hymn of praise. Now, this is the second time that the idea of high is mentioned. It was mentioned is in, in stanza two, Christ deigns to man to manifest uh, today. I'm sorry. The incarnate Lord holds converse high. And then again in this verse, faithful hearts are raised on high. What does high mean? We're lifted. We're lifted to the loft, loftiest heights of heaven, I suppose. Yes. Right? That we're in conversation with God right. himself. Right. Yeah, it doesn't mean that we're going up. Yeah. Like Jesus did at the ascension. Uh, does that have anything to do with the liturgy where lift up your hearts? Yeah, that's good. Do you think that's a tie that, in that's there? That's really good, yes. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Right, right. And, and uh, that's, of course, just prior to Holy Communion. And that's through prayer and the hymn of praise. So faithful hearts are raised on high by this great vision's mystery. Now, how would you explain to a child mystery? Mystery. Well, it is. It is a mystery. It's it's inexplicable almost. I mean, we we can't really fathom it. No. Yeah, I was listening to a discussion on what true science is, and true science occurs through observing. That's why evolution is wrong. Nobody can observe that. That's not science. That's false science. It's historic science. It's made-up science to try and fit things together to they get could, rid of God. They could, they draw conclusions, but yes, the conclusions are not really verified. Not at all. Very good. There's no evidence for their conclusions. So, do do you remember how Jerome translated the word mystery? Sacramentum. Very good, yeah. That the Lord's Supper is a mystery. It Mm -hmm. even says that. That's where we get uh, a sacrament is a mystery. Yes. Now, this here isn't uh, a sacrament because we do not copy it. We don't practice it, the transfiguration. No, no, no. No. We we would... (laughs) No, there's no way we could do that. (laughs) Well, I was talking about uh, how do we get like the disciples were to be with Jesus, and that occurs in divine worship. Right, that's right, divine worship. Because in divine worship, Jesus is there. That's right, he's serving us. Now... Do you have a cross in your church? Oh, yes. Yeah, but does it have a body on it? No. no. Crucifix. No. I, I, I do like crucifix and worship. I, I think it's just a, a very helpful part of the service. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I wish we did have a crucifix, but uh, 
Oh, I don't know. You know, people feel differently about that. Um, well, they want to say he's risen. Yeah. So right. the cross is empty. Yeah. But uh, we have a cruci- we have a crucifix in our office. Yeah. At church. You keep saying in our and stuff, and you you keep forgetting you're no longer there. <laughs> I'm still a member of the church. <laughs> yes. I'm still I've still got my name on the roster. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. In in our office, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. To it is stop talking the right way. Yeah, sure, for sure. So, stanzify, please. O Father with eternal, O Father with the eternal Son and Holy Spirit, ever one, we pray thee, bring us by thy grace to see thy glory face to face. And that's, as you said, from Job. Right. Where Job says, I will see him face to face. In the latter day. Whereas here on earth, no human being can see God face to face. Even Moses on Mount Sinai saw the backside of right, God, right. it says. So that face to face is really difficult. Remember Isaiah's when he thought he was seeing God, yes. the, the vision of God? Yes. Woe is me. Woe is me, for I'm a sinful man with yes. unclean lips. Yeah, And I live me. among a people of unclean lips. Yes. yes. And so what did God do? He sent an angel to the altar. And that angel took a a pair of tongs and took a coal, a single coal, hot coal, blazing coal from that altar and touched Elijah. Right? No. Touched the lips of Elijah. No. How am I getting that right? Wrong, Tom. Isaiah. Isaiah, I beg your pardon. <laughs> Boy, you are retired. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a little sloppy in my, no, in no, my no, retirement no. years. No, no, go back over your story. Right. That was Eli- Isaiah. Well, of, of course, of yeah. course, yes. <laughs> I remember what happened. You remember? Yeah. Yes. Just got the name switched around. Oh, boy, a lot of times. Um, I'm not. Very... You know what else? I get, I get Jonah mixed up with jo- uh, Job. You yeah. get those two mixed up, Jonah and Job? Well, just remember, Job had the whale. Right. <laughs> no, uh, big fish. Great fish. It doesn't say whale. Big fish. It doesn't say anything. It wasn't Jonah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, Boy, I you trapped you. me. <laughs> so this is a um, hymn. It's kind of interesting. Transfiguration is one Sunday out of the year. And they've got five hymns. Yeah, yeah. Whereas for Christmas, they've got 20 hymns, and you only have one Sunday. You're supposed yeah. to sing them. You know, Transfiguration, I think it's placed on the calendar at a good place, right before Lent. But, you know, it used to be, I think, during the summer. Oh, di- really? Yeah, yeah. they've had it different places on the on the. Yeah, it depends calendar. what denomination, yeah. et cetera. But... Um, if you were preaching this Sunday, what's the main point you would make about the Transfiguration? I, I can help you with what's the um, original Greek for Transfiguration? Um, Meta- Met- metanoia. 
No. No, that's... that's Repentance. Repentance, right. Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis, that's right. That's what it is. Sure, metamorphosis. And what is that referring to in our day? Well, we think of metamorphosis as a, as a, a changing, a, a complete transition. And what insect does that uh, have to do? Butterfly. Yeah. It, it comes out of its cocoon. Yeah. It completely changes. Isn't that something with yeah. wings and everything? Right, right. It is amazing. And... Maybe that's where I get the opinion that in heaven we'll have wings because <laughs> we'll have a metamorphosis. We did have a metamorphosis, and it occurred at our baptism. 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 Well that's said. That's right. So next week we'll be taking a look at the first hymn for the season of Lent. Yes. I'm ready for Lent. I lo love Lent. That's Mark, Pastor Mark Smith, who's ready even though he won't be preaching. <laughs> and I'm Tom Baker, who will be preaching Tomorrow, God bless. Day morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.